Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded July 22, 2020. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today, we're talking about our outlook for the S&P 500 in the second half of 2020. The big thing you need to know, we've lifted our year-end 2020 S&P target from 2750 to 2900 but there's no change in our overall message. We continue to expect choppy markets in the back half of the year and see downside risk from current levels. If you'd like more details, here's another four minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can now subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it to help other listeners find the show. Let's start with a change to our target. We've moved it up 5% from 2750 to 2900. This is our expectation for where the index will end up in December. The numbers based on five valuation and return scenarios that we think could each reasonably explain performance, 2900 is close to the average of the five scenarios we looked at. We are below the consensus of 3100. Our new forecast assumes the index will end the year at 23 times our 2020 S&P EPS forecast of 126 and 19 and a half times our 2021 EPS forecast of 149. It implies a 10% decline on the year. That annual return number makes sense to us intuitively. When we look back over the history of the past few decades, years associated with recessions or major growth scares like 1981, 1990, 94, 2011, 2015, and 2018 have all been down in that 0 to minus 10% range. Moving on to the specific reasons why we think there's downside risk in the back half of the year. First, and we can't stress this enough, valuations look extremely problematic today. One of our models, which combines 34 metrics, some of which assign bigger weights to the biggest companies and others that are equal weighted, has recently moved a little above its tech bubble high. It's now 1.9 standard deviations above its long-term average. This model incorporates a wide range of metrics and is not just limited to price-to-earnings multiples. Stocks do admittedly look attractive versus bonds, but when we compare the earnings yield of the market to the 10-year Treasury yield, we find a less compelling reading than what we've seen in most of the post-financial crisis period. Our model here is currently in the fourth quintile, at a level consistent with just a 2-3% to gain in the S&P 500 over the next six months. Even if we're being too conservative with our overall target, this model is telling us that upside is probably limited from here. The second issue, our sentiment work. For both institutional investors and individual investors, we're simply seeing a lack of conviction on the market generally. On the institutional side, positioning in U.S. equity futures among asset managers has seen only a weak recovery. On the retail investor side, levels of bearishness in the AAII survey are still up around 45%, not too far off from the pandemic high of 52%. There's one important wrinkle. When we look at asset manager positioning in the futures market, we do see a red flag for the growth in tech trade. NASDAQ positioning is starting to retreat from peak levels. That's exactly what happened to positioning in S&P, Russell, and Dow futures back in February and March. NASDAQ futures may be starting to go through this same kind of unwind now. The third issue, 2021 earnings expectations still look too high, and reporting season has kept us worried about downward revisions. 
Consensus is still expecting 162 next year, back to 2018-2019 levels, while our model is calling for 149. It's still early, but we aren't hearing anything in the earnings commentary yet that makes us think the sell-side consensus of getting back to normal next year on profitability is anywhere near realistic. Financials have mostly struck a cautious tone on the path of recovery. Industrials have been mixed with some highlighting a recent softening in indicators that had been looking pretty good in May and June. The fourth issue, seasonality. Stocks often stumble in August and September, timing that would sync up with the looming U.S. election as a negative catalyst for the market. And finally, we continue to flag potential rotation out of the U.S. and back into Europe among equity investors. In Europe, the virus has been more controlled. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Please reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.